The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, everyone. I'm Peyton Sarton, host of the Note to Self podcast. Note to Self is a space to embrace your unique qualities, get grounded, and ultimately have honest conversation. No topic is off limits. I began doing social media seven years ago, and since then, I've started a clothing line and this podcast. Note to Self is a place where people from every stage of life can come for advice, new perspectives, and to feel a little less alone. Whether I'm recording by myself or bringing along a friend, we will explore topics ranging from relationships and mental wellness to social media and entrepreneurship. Tune in to Note to Self every week for the sisterly advice you didn't know you needed and raw conversations you've always wanted. Welcome to You're Gonna Love Me, the podcast where we open the eyes, the ears, and the hearts of anyone who has judged or been judged. Well, hopefully. I'm your host, Katie Maloney. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to an all new episode. You're going to love me. It's me. It's Katie. Hi. How you doing? So it was 4th of July this past week for anyone that didn't know or didn't celebrate. I didn't celebrate. I stayed at home with my dogs because they hate 4th of July, as you can imagine. Oh, God. You know, I get it. Fireworks, they can be exciting. They can be, you know, a spectacle to gaze upon. But for the fur babies, they are terrifying. And if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. So yeah, me and the dogs, we had a little quiet time <laughs> at home, which was more than fine because, you know, just didn't feel like there was a lot to celebrate. I mean, I, I like to celebrate life. For sure, all the time, you know, I like to celebrate being alive, but it's been a, a bit grim these past couple weeks, you know, I've been feeling really just, ugh, as you can imagine, the writing was on the wall to say that we didn't see it coming when this has literally been, they've been laying the groundwork for this shit, but even still, it just feels like a sucker punch, doesn't it? For anyone that's not listening, I mean, I shared my story about abortion on the last season of Vanderpump Rules. And, you know, I, I talked about how, you know, grateful I was at the time to have that decision available to me, to be able to have that kind of bodily autonomy, because regardless of the reason or why or, you know, anything, it's just, it's crucial, it's critical, it's healthcare, it's, you know, it, it's necessary for any person to be able to make those kind of, you know, hard, 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 hard decisions in their lives, but necessary decisions and to be able to do that without anyone intervening, especially the government. But here we are. And I've been angry and upset and heartbroken because this is going to impact the lives of so many women and so many families. And it's just, you know, it, I don't think this is where it ends. Unfortunately, it's just going to get worse for a lot of people. And if you don't think that, 
you need to seriously reconsider <sighs> anyways that's not what this episode is about but i just i wanted to to share those thoughts you know i've been sh sharing some things on instagram and i've had some interesting feedback and people telling me that i'm you know spreading misinformation which i never ever want to do or plan to do but i think what's important to understand is that the reversal of roe v wade is massive and the fear is real and these documents that come out of the Supreme Court are extensive and they are designed with so much legal jargon and language that regular person could never, ever understand or decipher. Even someone who's an attorney would probably have difficulty because it is, you know, clinical. So we're talking two documents, probably hundreds and hundreds of pages. So it's not black and white. So the fear and that everyone's feeling from hospitals and clinics, from doctors and nurses down to, you know, patients and women and everyone, it's, it's, the fear is real. So that is all I will say on that for right now. But everyone just try to try to have some compassion, empathy during this time as we navigate this moving forward. So this episode is going to be an Ask Me Anything episode because I haven't done one of these in a while and I really enjoy doing these types of podcasts because I feel like I get to connect with all of you wonderful, beautiful people because, you know, you get to ask me questions directly <laughs> via Instagram, of course. But it just, I don't know, I want, I want to be able to answer to you and and talk about the things that you want to hear about and and have it be just like a little bit more of like you know an intimate sort of time between us if you know what I'm saying so oh my god there were so many amazing questions I had such a hard time picking them so I you know I I come through I try to find some of the ones that were asked most frequently so I could, I could hit on those and then I tried to categorize them. So I wasn't jumping all over the place because there were some common themes. If you could imagine, there were some things that I'm also not going to touch on because I don't think it's my business to be doing that. So I'm not going to go there, but for the questions that are for me and that are my business, I'm going to absolutely answer them for you today. So, um, obviously I have some questions regarding what I'm currently going through. And a little Vanderpump questions and then some random miscellaneous questions. So we kind of categorize them. So again, I'm not jumping all over the place. So I guess we'll just start with, you know, the, the, the hard stuff, the nitty gritty. What's currently going on with, you know, the end of a chapter, beginning of a new one, I guess we'll call it. I could say the D word, but I don't, I don't really like the D word, but for all intent and purpose, divorce and kind of entering into single life, which has been kind of crazy. So let's just jump right into it. Why don't we? My first question, and I really like this question, or it asks, in what ways are you dating in, in quotes? and parentheses, loving yourself in this season? And I love that because I think you know, when you come out of a relationship, especially something that is so long-term, it is really important to reconnect with yourself and cultivate that relationship with yourself and really nurture that relationship with yourself. So that is absolutely what I'm trying to do at this moment in time is to like really kind of love on Katie a little bit, 
and give Katie that like TLC that she deserves not to speak in third person, but you know, so I think it's just kind of, I'm, I'm really like a day to day right now. Big picture. I, I normally was a big picture person, but I can't really even do that at the moment in time. So at this moment, it's just kind of like day to day. Like what do I need today? What is going to fill my cup today? It's always about filling my cup and what is going to kind of like serve me that day. Not that I'm super needy, but you know, whether it is just kind of taking it easy or being really, really active that day or super productive or seeing some friends or having fun or self-love or whatever it may be. It's just, it is 100% focused on myself, prioritizing myself 150%. That is how I am dating myself right now. And it feels really good. (laughs) Then I am just solely focusing on myself and whatever I need every single day from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to sleep. So that is what I am doing right now. Next question is, how am I embracing being single? I mean, that kind of ties into the other part, but also just kind of embracing the quietness and I don't want to say the loneliness because I don't feel like lonely, but just the being aloneness. The, the solo-ness, if you will. I haven't been single or alone since I was 24 for 12 years. So just kind of really sitting with that and being with that and being excited about it and finding the excitement in that and the opportunity in that and fully embracing it and not being scared of it. I think, I think there was a lot of fear in that going into this, but finding ways to embrace it and not be, you know, scared. And I don't feel scared. I do feel really excited and embracing it and just feeling like, all right, girl, like you fucking got this, whatever it looks like, whether it is just like being at home every night or not being at home every night. I mean, it doesn't matter whatever it looks like, just being totally okay with it because I think just being okay with yourself and loving that tie with yourself is the most important thing during this time. All right, next question. How did you find the strength to walk away? This is a harder question because it's like walking away. I mean, I guess you could call it walking away, but it was, you know, finding the strength to be honest with myself and be honest with, you know, my husband and partner and, person I'd been with for forever and ever. And that was difficult because it's exactly what it is, was it took time and it took a lot of sitting with thoughts and ruminating and a lot of denial and not wanting to see the writing on the wall, not wanting to see the truth, not wanting to be completely honest with myself that I just wasn't happy and this just wasn't the right thing for me and for us and for him truthfully. And I think the minute I was just said it out loud to myself and was totally honest, that gave me the strength that gave, that empowered me to take the next step and be honest, you know, with Tom. I think, I think honesty is really, really powerful and embracing that and trusting yourself with that and trusting your gut, trusting your intuition, trusting what's in your heart gives you so much strength and power. 
Next question. How do you navigate mutual friendships after a breakup? It's, oh gosh, especially because, you know, the friendships, the mutual friendships that Tom and I have are not just, you know, small friendships. These, these are friendships that have been decade plus long friendships. And yeah, of course, some of, you know, the friendships are, he, he might be a little closer with, let's say like Tom Sandoval or what, you know, and so of course I, we don't put pressure on anyone one way or another. We've told everyone from the beginning, like, you know, there's still a lot of love between us and there are no sides to choose. We're not choosing sides. I mean, obviously we're not choosing sides, but like, we don't want anyone to choose sides. Like we are, you know, it's amicable. We have love. We're friends. Our friendship is a priority to us. So like, we don't want you guys to feel put in the middle or feel like you have to go one way or another. So I think, taking the pressure off of them really helps navigate all of that. And also them being able to see us together and be in a group together and have it not be strange or awkward helps all of that. I know that's not the case for so many people, but I think being, you know, just not putting that kind of pressure on your friends. I mean, listen, you know that certain friends will have certain loyalties or allegiances to one or the other persons and you just don't cross those lines but you also don't need to bring that up because it kind of goes without saying but like with Tom and I that hasn't really like come up you know I'm not going to Tom Sandoval and being like so (laughs) me or Tom you know obviously if push came to shove there's a clear answer there you know what I'm saying anyways next question what encouraged self-prioritization honestly (laughs) the rest of my life, my goals, just being able to see the rest of my life. And that's kind of where I got to was just kind of being like, I don't even know what I want or where I see myself or I, I couldn't even, I could not even see those things anymore. I, I could not see what I wanted anymore. Those things had not been a priority for so long that I didn't even know what I wanted anymore. And just not being fully happy, not feeling, just feeling kind of like a shell of a person. I don't mean to like be so like bleak about it all, because at the end of the day, like if you saw me, I wasn't this like miserable person. I was still like a happy person, but like, but there was just something missing. There was something missing. There was, there, there was a lot of things missing, but I just knew for the rest of my life that I, I, I couldn't do this. I I needed to put myself first. I I needed to prioritize myself and what I wanted because I felt like the person I was with, I was not a priority to. And so I needed to make myself a priority. And that was just it. Honestly, it was, it was a pretty, it was pretty clean cut if you will. Next question. Do Tom and I still see each other? We still see each other pretty much not all the time, not every day, but pretty frequently, obviously, you know, he's always welcome to come over and sometimes we'll go get lunch or we'll get dinner or we'll grab drinks. And the tie into this question is with the dogs. Everyone wants to know like what the deal with the dogs is, is like who has custody of the dogs or do we split the dogs up? So the situation with the dogs is right now we're doing, you know, Tom has them for a week and then I keep them for a week and they go back and forth. So that's obviously like, we'll, you know, we do that whole thing. (laughs) 
with the shared custody. And so far it's working out, you know, that the time split is working out so far right right now at the moment. You know, we, we live close to each other, so that's convenient, obviously, but you know, it's not awkward. Tom and I, you know, I don't feel like friendship was ever our problem. So us being around each other feels totally natural and, and normal. You know, I know people are also asking if what happens if one of you start dating and, you know, that's one of those things that's like, you don't really, really, really know until that happens. If I'm being totally honest, I think unless she's a total asshole, I think, you know, I would be very happy for him. I want him to be happy. This, this whole, the whole point of this was because I think we both deserve happiness. And if we're not happy and if we're not going to give each other what the other person ultimately deserves, then, you know, that's not fair. And I want him to have what he deserves. And so if, if he finds that with someone, then, then I think that's amazing. I can't speak for him, to be honest, but I hope he would feel the same way. And I know that like, all in due time. I do know that I'm probably further along in the process of, of dating or healing or moving along <laughs> or moving on in all this. And he is, but you know, I do know that we both just want each other to be happy. So yeah. What is the greatest thing I've learned about greatest thing you've learned about yourself in your new chapter? Well, I'll say I'll add on so far, <laughs> so far, the greatest thing I've learned about myself is that I'm, I'm strong. I thought I was strong for staying and sticking out and being patient and being tolerant and being understanding and getting through so much with somebody. And while I think that is true, and I think that is a testament to a, you know, a relationship and in a lot of ways, I think it can be, but I think also I feel like I'm, I'm strong for having the strength and the courage for leaving as well, because, you know, I never ever could picture my life without, without Tom in it. And I didn't want to, I stuck around and I stayed not because I was tortured or abused or addicted because I loved him and I wanted a future and a life with him. And when I realized it just wasn't going to be the future or life that I envisioned or wanted, it was a very difficult choice that I made, I had to make. And it required all the strength that I put into it to take myself out of it. And so being able to do that showed me that, you know, I really was a strong person in my love for him and also my love for myself. And it's not to take one away from the other, to be honest, you know, I, in anything moving forward, is not to to take away from anything that we had together or to devalue our marriage, our relationship, that I never cared for him or anything like that. But it's just that I'm now, you know, prioritizing and focusing on myself and putting all my love into myself right now and what I need and what I want and what's going to make me happy. And I want that for him, but, I, you know, I, I'm focusing on myself now. And the next question is what I am most excited about. I am excited about a lot of things. I'm just the kind of the unknown. Like I, I was really scared about the unknown. I was scared about 
everything I'm excited about at this moment. I was scared about being on my own, living on my own, not living with Tom, not seeing him every day. Not that I'm excited about not seeing him every day, but because I feel empowered and I feel good about this chapter and I feel like I can, you know, thrive on my own, I'm excited about it. And I mean, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know where I'll even be in a year from now. And that would normally terrify me, but it's actually kind of exciting to me because it just means that anything is possible and anything can happen. And I'm very much open to so many things. You know, I feel like most of my adult life was spent in this marriage and spent in this relationship and it served a great purpose in my life to teach me a great lesson about love and about relationships and about myself. And I want to take all that and apply it to my life and to my future and moving forward and, you know, really figure out like what my purpose is, what my life purpose is. You know, I don't think I was really destined to find that out in this previous season of my life. I think now this is what I'm supposed to be focused on. And this is what I'm going to be what this journey that I'm going on now is for. So I'm very, very excited about that. All right. So moving, moving on from all the, <laughs> that serious talk, I'll answer some Vanderpump questions because naturally there's always a lot of those questions. So what was my favorite reunion outfit? So oh God, what reunion was it? It might've been the season like six reunion or five. I wore a black dress and it was like kind of like off one shoulder. And I was inspired by like a Kim Kardashian look, but that was like easily my favorite, favorite look ever. I wish I could remember which one it was, but black dress. It kind of had like a lace sort of situation up the front, but I love that look. Have you ever watched old VPR episodes? And if so, did it make you think differently? I sometimes love when they're like replaying like old seasons of Vanderpump because I'll like forget about certain things that happened or whatever it may be. And I'll be like, oh my God. I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? When you're looking back and watching it, I'm like, oh my God, like we were so dumb or we were so mean or that was so idiotic or what the hell are we thinking? So of course, if I didn't think differently, I would seriously judge myself because how could you not? Honestly, how could you not? think differently about yourself, you know, six, seven years later. I mean, another question was, what has it been like having most of your adult life filmed? I mean, it's, it is wild because especially from the ages of, you know, 25, 26 until now, the amount of growth and growing up and maturing and everything that happens on so many levels of your life is kind of insane. It is wild. And to see that all happen <laughs> on a TV show, I mean, just even just in frag, like tiny little fragments, not even the full scope of it all is totally insane. But, you know, I also kind of love it. I, I love it. It's like little like highlight reel of my life, right? So are there any fights on Vanderbilt that you thought were edited to skew the audience to one side? Okay, I don't think that there were like fights that were edited to skew. The thing is, is that I think 
there was maybe one side that was like, it was heavily one-sided. I'll say that much. Like, you know, one person's side was mostly shown, like their, maybe their, like their commentary was mostly shown. Their, the afterthoughts of them was mostly shown. And maybe I was mostly like not, you know what I mean? So like naturally the sympathy is going to go to one person because you're like, oh, you're not, you're not even getting the other side fully. You get what I'm saying? So not as edited, it's just kind of like one person's point of view and side and thoughts and everything is just like not really present. The fight was all there. That's what happened in the fight. But like, what was the point leading up and the point after and the whatever, da, 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 you know what I mean? I don't blame editing. I think that's, that's a little bit of a cop out personally. <laughs> anyway, that's all I'll say on that. How do you, okay, this is like not totally VPR, but like I'm putting it in the VPR category because it's, I think it mostly pertains to this. How do you stand your ground slash position, even if it feels like people are judging or contradicting you? I always say, well, my mom also also always told me this, as long as you're being true to what's in your heart and in your gut, like you'll have no regrets. Like as long as I am being fully like honest, not just not delusional, like, but if I'm just like really being true to myself, if I'm speaking like what's really truly in my heart and not just delusions, but like being honest about like what I really feel and really think and being saying what I mean and meaning what I say, like, I can't regret that, you know? And I'm not talking about tequila Katie moments. I'm just saying like, this is who I am. This is my value. Like, this is where I stand on this. I know I can be very direct with people and that's sort of, I don't think of it as like a bad trait or bad quality. Some people think it, you know, some people think it can be, but you know, sometimes I just can be a little too direct with people but that's not really answering the question. When I feel strongly about something, when something matters to me and when something, you know, is really speaking to me and speaking to my heart, I have to stick to my guns and I have to stand up for myself because at the end of the day, you are like all you got. <laughs> you are all you got. Sometimes you cannot count on even the people that you think you, you know, should be there for you you can count on. So like be your own champion, you know what I mean? And have the confidence in that. That's, <laughs> that's the truth. And the well, this is also kind of part of the last one and VPR. Are you nervous to talk about your split on the new season of VPR? Yes and no. The thing is, is that I feel like Tom and I, we've always been very, very open with our relationship, the good and the bad on the show. And it's never easy. I don't look forward to airing it, but you know, like I'd rather be honest than try to manipulate or cover up or paint it in a different light or anything like that. Just being honest is way easier than trying to lie. But the truth is, is that it's been peaceful and amicable and sad, of course. And heartbreaking, of course, like it's, it's, it hasn't been easy, but I don't like to pick at wounds. You know, I've, I've done a lot of grieving and mourning and healing 
So, uh, you know, I, I can't pick at those wounds and make myself keep going back to places that I don't want to go back to when I've come so far, if that makes sense. So as much as I'm open to talking about it and sharing about it, it has to be kind of where I'm at now. I can't go back to where I was six months ago. I mean, like <laughs> it has to kind of be where I'm at now. And I know for a lot of people who are going to watch, it might feel like it might not make sense because it might be like, oh, well, you might feel like you want to just see like a breakup happening. But the, the truth is the breakup happened a long time ago. And, and there's been a lot of healing and discussions and conversations that have happened since then. So I'm hoping that it, it, it resonates in the right way with people. Anyways, moving on. So now these are some more miscellaneous questions. Someone says, can you please tell us about your new living space? Okay. Well, I didn't move very far from our house where we're living because I like the area. Listen, I may have wanted a divorce, but I didn't want to have to move necessarily, but obviously we had to, but I still love the area that we live in. So I'm living in a two bedroom, two bathroom, and I absolutely love it. From the day I moved in, I felt totally at home and I had a whole vision, a whole idea, a whole plan for what I wanted it to feel like, look like a rough design plan idea. I wanted it to feel like very kind of like art deco chic with like a very sort of like feminine flair to it. I did my own like DIY sort of media wall situation with like some old Ikea shelves that I had that I bought doors for and then like a just simple like Ikea like console thing that I painted this sort of beautiful nude blush color that turned out so wonderful and then some incredible pieces that I talked about before that I got from pop-up home in LA, this like incredible vintage furniture shop that you have to check out. And sort of this is like, like little Easter egg theme that I have is disco balls. I'm obsessed with like disco balls and like mirrored sort of like little pieces like that. So those are present throughout the place, but my bedroom, I'm keeping totally airy and neutral and just like such a peaceful vibe. But in like the living area, it's kind of just fun and colorful and like a bit of a maximalist vibe because that feel makes me feel energized. But when I go to sleep, I want to feel just like really serene and peaceful. So eventually I'll do like a tour. I just feel like I'm still getting things like set up almost all the way there. Just a few little touches, some art that's going to get hung. And then eventually I'll be able to share. What would your memoir be called? I don't know if it'd be so much a memoir, but like it'd probably be called, I should start taking my own advice because I feel like I have really good advice for people. I feel like I'm able to like read situations really well. My friends and people always come to me for advice. I just unfortunately, like you can call me a hypocrite all you want. That's fine. Cause like, <laughs> I get it. Cause I'll be able to like, Oh, you don't pay attention to red flags. And meanwhile, like I'm over here, like, <laughs> do, do, do. but yeah, no, I feel like I could probably do a book about just like questions or advice people have come to me for that totally could have pertained to my life up until now that I just maybe haven't paid attention to or, didn't take on my own and share my advice or wisdom on. I think that'd be fun. So yeah, probably be called, I should start taking my own advice. No one steal that from me. I'm going to trademark that. I should start taking my advice, trademark this date now. All right. 
don't know how that works. But anyways, I got a lot of questions about like workout and diet and not a lot has changed. Like I've shared before, I started working with nutritionists back when I'm not like necessarily still like working with them, but like they taught me a lot about just like nutrition, about like how to like eat properly without dieting. And I still like apply that all the time. Just like being able to structure meals in a way that is like healthy and still like getting all the things you need, but like learned like portion control. I don't know. I, I honestly, like, I don't really diet. I just things in moderation. It's almost like an 80, 20 thing where like 80% of the time I'm like, but I'm not even like crazy about it. It's just kind of become second nature. Like I just sort of like know like what I need to be eating most of the time. And then 20% of the time I'm like Taco Bell and <laughs> pizza and like whatever the hell else I want. But also like still, if I want a cookie or if I want whatever, like I'll, I'll still eat whatever I want because I think you should enjoy all the things. And then I just try to like move my body. Honestly, just, I try to just move my body and be active. I do EMS, the electro muscle stimulation. So a lot of I did on the show, it's like that crazy little like workout where you got hooked up with all the sensors and the wires to the machine. It's like 20 minutes and like does a whole strength training workout on you. And honestly, I can't say enough good things about it. It's really done some wonders on my body. So I do that. And then Pilates, like Pilates is my jam. I I just fucking love Pilates. It just feels good. I feel good when I do it. it. I feel like it keeps my body in like really good condition. I feel like I can like move and yeah, that's it, man. <laughs> Someone said, are you more of a mystery thriller book girl or a romantic book girl? I'm definitely more of a romantic book girl, to be honest. I mean, not that I don't love like mystery or thriller books, but I just, ugh, I can't get enough of romance, let me tell you. So Colleen Hoover is an, an author and we follow each other on Instagram. And she, so Christina Kelly has been reading some of her books. And so I was like, I need to get into some of these books because I've just heard so many incredible things about it. So I'm reading this book called It Ends With Us. And let me tell you, it's so good. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil anything for you. Just go get this book. Get like any book by her. I don't think you'll be disappointed at all. Christina's already read like three of them and she said that they're just all amazing. So Colleen Hoover, it ends with us. That's what I'm reading, but get any of them by her. I think you'll love them. Someone said, are you a crystal slash stones or into manifesting? Yeah. I love me some crystals and stones and totally into manifesting. I think it's so great. And just why not have some like positive, like reinforcement in your life? what you get is like you attract what you put out, you know, like I think, I think it's, I totally believe in, in the power of manifestation and however you want to do it, whether it's like through like journaling, whether it's through like speaking it, whether it's like, you know, there's just so many ways that you can manifest things into your life. So I think that's a great practice to do. I also do like tarot in the morning sometimes, you know, I, I, I think it's all just like, nice stuff to, to do. That's like my like little like therapy in the morning. Do I have any new hobbies? Great question because I am a professional hobbyist, but at the moment, no, I've just mostly been focused on decorating my place. So that's kind of been my hobby. So I don't, I'm not going to say interior design because not even close, but just the interior design of my own little spot. But I'm looking for a new hobby. If anyone has any suggestions, send them my way, please. And I'm 
also got asked a lot of questions about music. What am I listening to? Always into like love the new Florence and the Machine album. I fucking love Florence and Machine, Maggie Rogers. And of course, like Harry Styles. I just like fucking can't get enough of Harry Styles. I know I'm not alone there, but yeah, love it. Love it so much. And where would I live if I didn't live in LA, if I could move anywhere and start over new? Probably to like another country. I don't know. I mean, Italy kind of like really got to me. Like I really kind of fell in love with Italy, not going to lie. And I've always loved Greece. So maybe one of those or maybe France. I don't know. Somewhere in Europe, probably, to be honest. And the last question is, what is (laughs) go-to karaoke songs? Well, if you saw my Instagram the other night, Apologies for the drunken Instagram stories, but my go-to karaoke song is, I know it's a cover. It's not, she didn't originally do the song, so no one covered me, but Natalie and Brulia Torn. Thank you very much. All right. Well, those are all the questions. Thank you so much for sending in those questions. There were so many amazing questions. I'm sorry I couldn't get to all of them, but I really appreciate y'all participating in this episode. You made it so great and amazing, and I love connecting with all of you. And we'll definitely do this again and get to some of the questions that I didn't get to, or if you have any new questions for me, I love that. But until next time, I love you and be kind to yourselves and be kind to others. And yeah. All right. See you later. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating and review, follow along on social at Music Kills Kate, and tune in next week for an all new episode. Bye.